Welcome to the Daily Dad Podcast. During the week, we bring you a daily meditation of the best parenting wisdom you can find drawing on history and philosophy and psychology literature to inspire you to be a little bit better at the most important job you have. And then on the weekends, I have sort of a wrap-up conversation with my friend, fellow dad, and writing partner, Niels Parker. We just explore what's going on in our lives, what we're struggling with as parents, what we're doing well, what we want to do better, and what we've learned along the way, and what we've learned in the last week. So let's go. Hey, it's Ryan Holiday. Welcome to another weekend episode of the Daily Dad Podcast. I want you to think about some moments of your childhood. Think about when you were five, think about when you were 15, think about when you were in college, think about when you're in high school, think about when you're in sixth grade or third grade or whatever. I want you to remember not the sort of glowing childhood nostalgia, memory, positivity that we have. I want you to remember like how hard it was to be you at that age and the frustrations that you felt about how little empathy or understanding there was to be you at that age. When I think back to those moments, I think not only how under, how poorly understood I was, but I also think, I I remember this sense that it felt like my parents were there making it so much harder. And so that's something I've been thinking about lately and I wanted to riff on in today's episode, which is that it's really hard to be a kid. Like, just just go to like a, a two-year-old or a three-year-old. Like, think about all the things they're having to figure out, how to walk, how to talk, what they like, what they don't like, uh, you know, they're getting sick all the time. They're being told what to do all the time. But then you just add on top of all of that, that they can't even like see everything that's happening. They have to constantly look up to see what's going on. They have this tiny constrained picture of reality that must be on top of all the things they can't understand that they don't like. Just on top of that, they, they can't see everything they want to see and how hard that would be, right? And some version of this is true at all ages for all kids, whether your family's wealthy or poor, whether you're an only child, you have a bunch of siblings. It's hard to be a kid. This is something my wife and I tried to think a lot about during the pandemic. Like, this is hard for us. And we know what's happening. We have experiences. We have each other. We have some agency and autonomy, even within the constraints of a a, a lockdown or whatever. But like how overwhelming and frustrating and scary and annoying and inexplicable the last year, year and a half was for our kids. And that if this doesn't inform how you parent, how you take how you decide to respond to one uh, one kid biting a sibling or one kid not wanting to eat their dinner or one kid wanting to sleep in your bed or, or having trouble sleeping in their own bed or going to sleep at all. I mean, 
what are you doing? Right? Like you, you have to take this into account because it's really hard to be a kid. It's hard to be a person in the world when you have money, when you have uh, resources, again, when you have experiences, when you've been through things like this before. And kids have none of that. They have none of it. Yes, they don't have to work like you do. Yes, you know, people buy them things. Yes, uh, they have these loving parents who want to make things good for them. But it doesn't change the fact that it's really hard to be a kid. And that's what, of course, the solution to this is not to make everything easy for your kid. We've talked to Jessica Leahy about the gift of failure. I just had the two authors of uh, The Self-Driven Child on. Something emerges from this struggle. It's growth and and confidence and strength and and all of these things. So it's not that you magically remove all of it. When you think about what a snowplow parent is, it's a parent who tries to remove all this difficulty, who says, it's so hard to be a kid, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it incredibly easy, which of course is only setting them up in the future for a really hard life because it never really gets any easier. Um, a helicopter parent is the fretful parent who's hovering above every time it's hard and they're, oh my gosh, are you okay? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. That's not a recipe for sex. That's not a recipe for success either. But what we're really talking about here is empathy, compassion, and understanding. Can you not make it harder for them than it already is? Harder by piling on, harder by not forgiving, harder by not discussing, harder for not understanding when they're reaching out, when they want help, when they need guidance, not offering perspective or context because you've been where they've been. That, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about understanding, empathizing with what it's like to be a kid. Because high school sucks, right? I was talking to a friend uh, who's deciding to keep their daughter home for eighth grade, they're going to do remote learning for eighth grade because he just remembers how awful it was to be an eighth grader. And if she wants to learn from home, she can learn from home, he was thinking. Again, that's the, that's the decision that they're making. You can disagree with it, but it's probably the right decision for them. But the point is trying to remember what it was like to be a kid. Why is Mr. Rogers so great? Why is there now this wave of nostalgia, particularly in my generation and the slightly older generation, I think it's because in a world that has never been particularly good at understanding what it's like to be a kid and what kids are struggling with, Mr. Rogers had that energy of an adult, but who also knew what a kid was thinking, what they were going through, what they were struggling with, how their mind works. And that's a really powerful force. Got a quick message from one of our sponsors, and then we'll get right back to the show. Stay tuned. We talk a lot about getting better here at Daily Dad, and it's important to always get better because your kids are always watching. And if you're in a bad place mentally, if you're overworked, if you're holding on to resentment, if you've got childhood issues that you haven't dealt with, that's going to have an impact on your kids. And that's why today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is so great. 
BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash daily dad. That's better com slash daily dad. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health, the help of an experienced professional. We've got a special offer for Daily Dad listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash daily dad. I had this weird thing. I have to shave before I write. I hate having any stubble on my face. Not that I could grow a beard if I wanted to, but I, I like it clean. I really like using my Harry's razor. It keeps my face clean. It's quick and easy to use. I use it in the shower. I do have to prevent my wife from stealing it from me. They deliver a great shave, a great product for as low as two bucks a refill. Cheap disposable razors can save you money, but they're not giving you the best shave that you could be getting. And that's why today's sponsor, Harry's, doesn't make you choose between a great shave and a fair price. New Harry's customers can get a starter set at harrys.com slash dailydad. You'll get a five-blade razor, a weighted ergonomic handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel blade cover. $13 value, all for three bucks. There's never been a better time to try Harry's. Go to harrys.com slash dailydad to redeem your offer today. Look, there's nothing better than getting better. Growth is satisfying. And if you want to inspire your kids, you want to show them that it's never too late, that they should always be growing I think the best way to do that is by growing yourself. And if you are looking for a great way to grow in 2021 to add new skills to your repertoire, check out Skillshare and its amazing community of members. Right now, you can get a free trial of Skillshare's premium membership when you visit Skillshare.com slash Daily Dad. There's a cool class I was checking out called Artivism about creating inspiring art for change taught by this guy, Nicholas Smith. Uh, but look, there's courses about everything you can possibly imagine. Hobbies are important. I talk about this in Stillness is the Key. So if you want to pick up skills or hobbies or, or, or just new ways to be creative and grow, I recommend Skillshare. It's incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes or workshops. An annual Skillshare subscription is less than 10 bucks a month. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Daily Dad and get a free trial of their premium membership at Skillshare.com slash Daily Dad. I don't know about you, but that, that wasn't the energy that I associated with my parents. It certainly wasn't the energy that I associated most of my teachers with, or really anyone. I had the, I, I, I think I got that sense from my, my grandfather. And I think this is why kids tend to be close to their grandparents or closer to grandparents sometimes than, than parents, because parents are so focused on all the things you have to do, wanting them to be a certain way, having these expectations. It's almost like as a grandparent, you've gotten old enough that you're like, it's come full circle. And now you're back to, to, to being able to think like a kid or to, to understand what a kid wants to do or not all grandparents, of course, but I, I think this is the idea. It's really hard to be a kid and it's been very hard lately. The last year has been destabilizing for all of us. But um, again, imagine if your foundation was in the process of being built as it is for a kid. 
And what they need then is love. What they need is understanding. What they need is unconditional support. What they need is encouragement. And what they need is empowerment. When I talked to the self-driven child guys, we talked a lot about agency. Agency is the belief as well as the ability that you are in control of your own life, that you decide the response, right? We don't control what happens. We control how we respond to what happens. That's the stoic, pragmatic definition of agency. And that's what we're trying to give to our kids. But it, that, you don't just naturally have this sense of agency. It has to be cultivated. It has to spring forward from a, an environment, relationships, that say, you got this. You can do this. I know it's hard. Like, it, wh- why are personal trainers great? They're not like, oh, this is easy. You know, do these push-ups, lift this weight. No, they're there. They're helping you lift it. They're encouraging you. They, they know what you're capable of. They know what it means to not want to work out. They know what it means to struggle. Like, they know they're getting you to do something, knowing that when you get to the other side, you'll be better and stronger for it. It's hard to be a kid, man. It's just hard. And I feel like so much of the conflict between parents and kids, teachers and kids, grandparents and kids too, is, is losing track of what it's really like to be them. So try to take a minute today on the weekend, zooming out, what does the world look like to your kids? There's this German concept of umwelt, that's someone else's some usually it's applied to like animals, for instance, their perception of reality. Like, what is it like to be a dog, right? How does a dog see the world? You know, they were joking about the pandemic, how devastating it's going to be to dogs when suddenly people go back to work and they're not at home all the time, right? Because we understand the dog has a limited umwelt and this umwelt is, is artificial, artificially constrained. And, and so certain events are going to happen that are going to overwhelm and confuse and disorient the dog. Well, the same thing is true for kids, and especially when they're younger, but teenagers too. Try to understand what the world looks like through your kids' eyes. What are they perceiving? What are they worried about? What's weighing on them? What are they not, like, for instance, you understand, like, that your kid is acting a certain way because they're tired, but they don't understand that they're tired. They just feel compelled to to act a certain way. I I just read something great. It was like, the language of children is behavior. So they, they're, they can't speak about it. They can't articulate it. They don't know it, but their actions are telling you about what they're feeling, and, and it's usually acting out, right? So try to understand what your kids are saying. They're trying to express that they don't know that they're struggling, but they are struggling because it's so hard to be them. Again, whether they're 14, 14 months or if you're listening to this and your kids are 40, it's hard to be them. They've not been that before. You now have. And we can't forget this. And we have to be kind and forgiving and supportive and encouraging and empathetic, and sympathetic and understanding. And that's the message I wanted to leave with you today. It's something I'm not perfect at. You know, I don't want my, my son to bite my other son. And I want to stop that. But, and as soon as I do, though, I have to step back and go, okay, what's going on in his world that's making him think that's what I should do or compelling him to act that way? And it's probably not a fun place, right? 
the the 13-year-old that doesn't care about school anymore, that, that, that doesn't want to go to school anymore, that doesn't want anyone to tell them what to do. Why is that happening? Why are they having such a hard time? Try to think about that. And let's add one more thing to this. You know what's making it really hard? You. You are not easy to live with, to be with, to put up with. None of us are. We have our own issues. We have our own flaws. They're a roommate, but not, they're your roommate, but not by choice. They have to put up with you. They have to put up with your spouse. They have to put up with all your crap. And again, they don't know how much this bothers them, but it does bother them. So take some time today. Think about this. Let it inform your parenting. I'm trying to do that. I don't know if my kids will ever thank me for it, but I feel compelled to do it. And I hope you do too. Be well. Keep working at it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Dad podcast. You can get this via email every day as well at dailydad.com. Please leave us a review in iTunes. Most importantly, if you know any dads or parents who would benefit from these messages, please spread the word. Thanks.